Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong and Family Ministries at Grace Church, and we are glad to have you today. We're thankful that you have chosen to listen. Yeah, and we're so sorry. We've been on a little bit of a break, yeah, and that is due break. to a little family sickness that has been uh. ravishing our home, um, and we're so sorry, but we've had to deal with some pneumonia. Yeah. Um, with our two youngest boys, with Carter and Walker. Actually, Walker and Weston. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of boys. We do. <laughs> we, we took an unintended break. Um, as it turns out, this school year is becoming the year of germs for mm-hmm. our home. And so, yeah, we just have been dealt another round of sickness, and it's been a doozy. Happened, in fact, on our spring break. Uh-huh. <laughs> we spent all of our spring break with sick children instead of all the plans that we had made. But that's okay. We've had a lot of time to rest um, and to just be together. Sometimes yeah. I think there's a silver lining in illness and sickness that hits your family, and that can just be you sort of have the perfect excuse to just be home and mm-hmm. take it easy and back out of a few things and, and recover. And so we've had a couple weeks. So yeah. A funny part of that, though, I just got to mention – so Walker, our seven-year-old, has and did have pneumonia yep. and went to the doctor's office, took a long time, about four hours before we were finally seen, got the x-ray of his chest, discovered, yep, there's maybe a little bit of pneumonia there. Mm-hmm. But getting him to take his medicine can sometimes be a chore. Parents, if you're listening, or anyone who's out there listening who doesn't like to take medicine, yeah, then you understand the struggle Even that we've had. medicine that's bubblegum flavored. Yeah. I mean, they make it about as easy as possible. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, make this taste like candy for you. Um, he didn't want to take the moxicillin. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to explain to Walker in particular, like, buddy, this isn't a cold that you have. Right. 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 Pneumonia untreated mm-hmm. will kill you, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, oh, give me that syringe. And he's like, yeah. how much medicine can I take tonight? All of a sudden, we had no problem getting him to take his medicine. <laughs> Perspective is everything. It is. No doubt. But I think uh, in launching into our topic for tonight, um, pneumonia left untreated can kill you. And I think so much of the world and the lies that um, it's spinning, that left untreated in our lives can be deadly and devastating. Yeah, so we thought um, just in light of kind of a lot of the things that are happening, culture right now, a lot of the headlines that have been grabbing our attention, we thought maybe we would um, just kind of take a moment to take the cultural pulse a little bit and um, talk through as Christians, what are we to do and say and how are we to think and behave in light of all the lies the the world is giving us right mm-hmm. now, and there mm-hmm. are many. There's many, um, but in particular, we wanted to just look at the topic of gender and gender identity, and I would say gender confusion mm-hmm. that has just really um, always been a part of humanity. Yeah, 
I mean, this is, you know, there, as Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. That's right. So there have always been struggles with how people see themselves with identity crises, right? Um, but in particular, this, this war over gender, uh, the denial of gender in particular, mm-hmm. seems to have I, I kind of, I, I hate to say exploded. I think it's been underlying for a while, but it is all of a sudden front and center. Mm-hmm. And the dominoes are just falling yeah. one after another, right? Even so, on our way in the car with our kids tonight, yeah, we were listening to some news and um, the headlines about Disney yeah. were kind of breaking and their decision, um, I think it's a decision, it, it's, it's a developing news story as we're recording this, but... Uh, apparently they're, they have a new policy. They're no longer going to use the term boy and girl mm-hmm. at Disney World or ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be dreamers yeah. now. And, you know, even as we were hearing that on the news, our seven-year-old was like, Mom, what, do, what does that mean? Like, right. You right. know, it's just, it's inundating everything. Yeah. Um, it, it's coming straight for our children. Right. It's in their classrooms, totally. it's in our neighborhoods, it's in our churches. Right. Um, there's a it, lot of confusion. Absolutely. And I guess a, a disclaimer, we're not coming out against Disney um, no. in a sense like we hate Disney. I mean, we have Disney movies in our house. We like a lot of these Disney movies, but we're just trying to say, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. This is this is this is how it's infiltrating every aspect of, of society and even some real big well known institutions. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we're yeah, we're not we're just reacting to the news. Mm-hmm. Um although, you know, it is disappointing. It is very and disappointing. I, and I very much understand people who, who wanna take a, a hard stance against that. Um and I think there's a lot to to dig through here as it envelops. But um, you know, we just, we're parents, like many of you, we're raising our kids in this world. Um, and yet, we aren't raising our kids in this world blindly. Right. Right. We have God's word. Yep. <clears throat> um, which is our standard. Yeah. And even still, these are hard things to yeah. wrestle with. These are hard conversations to have. Many of us now probably have a family member a close friend, Mm -hmm. somebody we knew who is changing, transitioning, as it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we just want to talk through, like, what do we do? How do we handle this? And again, we we can't possibly speak to every single situation. So we're going to just talk kind of broadly, thematically, right? Yeah. Um, But let's just talk a little bit about that, Trav. Like, you know, not only is Disney deciding to do away with the terms boy and girl we just watched the the swimmer from penn state mm-hmm. um decimate the competition in women's swimming mm-hmm. because uh he is actually a man and claiming to be a woman yeah and in, in doing so um destroying right records that right. women have held and has a clear physical advantage being a, a man when it comes to the swimming pool and what a man can do in a pool versus a woman um you know that's the difference, and that's why there is a difference mm-hmm. between men and women. Yeah. I'm not saying men are better because there's some aspects of, of women that are uh, great and awesome and better than men when it comes to how he's gifted us uh, uniquely mm-hmm. as men and women, and we're complementing each other. And that's why God in the beginning made the male and female yeah. because Eve was a gift to Adam, yeah. but Adam was also a gift to Eve. Yeah. Different. And how God made them different. Yep. Different, but um, different in roles, 
same value, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, we're let's talk about this. Um, I think underlying so much of this, if we're going to trace this down to a root, right? right? I mean, the root is sin, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so much of the transgendered or just the gender um, movement is really based on lies. Yeah. Right? It's so much um, how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel X, therefore I am going to declare yeah. this new truth. Right. That is, you know, of course, my truth, unique mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one can question. Right. And, um, you know, I think we as believers, we know where lies ultimately come from, right? Mm-hmm. Like they stem from the great deceiver. Right. Right. And, um, you know, what do we do? What do we do when someone comes at us with a lie mm. that we know is a lie? Yeah. They are very, very much convinced it's truth. Mm-hmm. How do we counter that? Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And I think, you know, it talks about in First Corinthians 13 that we need to speak the truth in love. Love speaks the truth. Yeah. And it's, a, it's the truth that ultimately sets us free. Yeah. Right? A freedom from sin and addiction, freedom from lies when the truth is, is told. And so sometimes people think it's an unloving thing to tell somebody the truth. Actually, it's the most loving thing we can do. Right. I think the problem with the church over the years is we've tried to tell the truth in a very critical, demeaning, and mean way that has turned people off. And I think if we come back to the way that Jesus actually treated people, which is with grace and truth, yep. so they felt loved and affirmed, but he also told them the truth about their situation yep. and about what sin has done to their life and ultimately the cure that would come by the cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was full of grace and full of truth. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go hand in hand, right? Yeah. And certainly I think we we can be guilty of telling the truth in an unloving way. Oh, absolutely. Right? But we can also be guilty of withholding truth. Right. And thinking we're loving somebody by doing so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, I find it really interesting. So many um, people who have gone down the road of transitioning or, you know, exploring, whatever. Um, A lot of their testimony, when they decide, wait a minute, this is not who I am. Right. And they come back to a a knowledge of the truth, Mm -hmm. right? Who God Mm -hmm. made them to be. So much of uh, their common testimony is somebody in my life told me the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it in a way that, you know, beat me down, or um, they did not do it in a way that was ugly, mm-hmm. but they loved me enough to tell me the truth That's and right. then gave me time to respond. Yeah. yeah. And so I think there's there's just some instructive um, wisdom that we can learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We ultimately can't change people. Right. The Holy Spirit can. Right. And does. Um, but we absolutely can share truth. And right. in doing so, can actually love them mm-hmm. in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's why maybe the four most important words in the Bible can be found there in Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, God. Yeah. I think so much of the lies that are being perpetrated by our culture has so much to do with self as if life starts with me and that I can build my own identity 
and do that apart from God who created me is such a lie. Yep. Right? So we have to come back to the truth. We've got to be like Jesus, who is the ultimate reformer, always bringing people back to what has been written. Yes. What has been written? We go back to the origins, right? Mm-hmm. Creation. Mm-hmm. We go back to the beginning where God laid the foundation of yeah. everything. Yeah. And and I think, you know, where do you go? How do you respond to people? Well, I think you yourself have got to be grounded in the truth. That's right. And you've got to start in Genesis. That's right. Yeah, that's why so many times you hear Jesus say, you've heard it said. Mm-hmm. In other words, you've heard your poets and your philosophers and everyone else who's, you know, speculating on yep. what is truth and what's life. And Jesus going, we need to come back to it is written. Yeah. Truly, truly, I tell you. Right. And so Jesus speaks from a place of authority and God's word has authority and it should be the thing that has authority in our lives. Yeah. And it's also where we want to take our children. Yeah. You know, I think um, I just uh, more and more as our kids are becoming aware, as they're hearing crazy headlines like no more boys, no more girls at Disney. Um, you know, uh, one thing that we can just immediately do is take them to the garden mm-hmm. and take them to the account of God creating man and creating woman and yeah. giving them dignity and making them in his image and yeah. um, going back to those basics with them so that they know where to go yeah. with their questions, yeah. right? Because this is only going to get crazier right? as time goes on. Right. Um, this is spiraling. And yeah. so I think... Um, it's how we regain our footing. Yeah, yes. In a world that's shifting all yes. around us and the ground that seems to be moving underneath us. Yep. There is a rock that yep. does not shift uh, or fade or roll on us. And that is a foundation that's been laid by Christ Jesus, our Lord, mm-hmm. who is a rock, the rock. <laughs> yep. The and rock of ages. That's right. And because he is the rock and because he is unchanging, we, ha- we can have confidence in everything he has said mm-hmm. and every promise he has made. Um, and so I think, you know, we need to, we, we have to learn to be um, willing to be bold and to be disliked. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we go out and intentionally try to like turn people off yeah, because we want to be the aroma of Christ. Right. But it says in, is it First Corinthians or Second Corinthians, that the aroma of Christ is you know, life to some and death to others. Right. Right. And so we have to trust the Holy Spirit. It's our job to share it. That's right. And then we have to trust what he does with it. The truth softens some people and it hardens other people. Yeah. And you just only hope and pray that it softens people as we talk to them. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's only God who can ultimately change someone. Yeah. And so I just always have to come back to that and be mindful of that. But I think another part that's so critical to understanding what's happening is this whole gender, um, this whole gender confusion that we see happening in our world today. Um, so much of the thought is gender is so much about how you see yourself yeah. versus the biology of how you were born, the sex you were born with. Gender is how you see yourself and choosing based on the feelings you have. That's an internal thing, right? And so I think if we, th- if we were to think through the impact of that, mm-hmm. so many people are making choices based on how they see themselves because of the feelings that they have in that moment. 
um, or the feelings they've had over a long period of time based on experiences or whatever else is how they're fashioning and forming their identity. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it comes to the gender I'm going to choose to identify as um, not or not identify as. And so when we look at like scripture, mm-hmm. you know, where do we find help when it comes to how we can view our lives differently and view our lives through what God has declared over us, I think is so important to finding freedom, the truth of what God declares over us versus the feelings that we're wrestling with yeah. is so critical to finding freedom. Yeah. And so there's a beautiful story found in a couple gospel accounts. This one is uh, the woman who has the hemorrhaging for 12 years. And in Mark 6, it kind of outlines her story. And it's really, it's really powerful. You think 12 years she has suffered with this, with this disease, okay? 12 years of, of, of just chronic pain, 12 years where she has literally, based on the story, has no father or family that's helping her. 12 years where she's lost all of her money and is now just pretty much bankrupt because she has spent her money on finding a cure and the medical community has basically communicated to her she's incurable. Um, So you can imagine the problems that she has been wrestling with, Mm -hmm. with regards to this 12-year chronic disease. It probably has greatly impacted how she views herself. Based on how she feels, based on what she's been told, based on how people see her, based on her experience with this, she sees herself as flawed and damaged and unlovely. That's how she sees herself. And that is critical to understanding how powerful it is when she has this encounter with Jesus. And so she hears about Christ. She's lost all hope except for, I've heard stories about this Savior, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and so she finds her way in the crowds. Uh, again, she's probably having to deal with all sorts of nasty looks from people because to come into contact with others would then deem them unclean because she was considered unclean. Here's a woman who has lost contact with society in every way, not allowed to go to worship. She's not allowed to have, she's not unable to have children. She hasn't had anybody give her a hug or even touch her in 12 years. So you can just imagine how painful that is and, and just the struggle she's had as a result. But she gets to Jesus and she thinks to herself, if I can just reach out and touch his garment, mm-hmm. I'll be healed. And so as she reaches out and grabs a hold of his garment, immediately power comes out from Christ and she's healed right then and there in that moment. And then Christ, knowing that power had left him, Mm -hmm. turns around, says, who's touched me? And Peter's like, "Uh, everyone is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's like, no, somebody touched me. And the touch that they touched me with was a touch of faith. Hmm. And um, he realizes and knows who it is. It gives her opportunity to identify with what has happened in her life. She steps forward and, and he says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I think that is so critical. He communicates something to her that is absolutely life transformational. 
he makes a declaration over her and gives her an identity. And that identity is not based on her feelings or her experiences or her disease or how she has seen herself or how other people have seen her. It's based on how he sees her. You are my daughter. He gives her identity because he's the only one who has the right to give her an identity. The God of this universe says, you're mine and you're my daughter. And you don't have to be defined by how you feel about yourself or how you see yourself or the experience you've had with this disease. You're my daughter. That's who you are. Huge. Yeah. When we think about how we see ourselves and how we come to this place where we see ourselves differently by what Christ has declared over us. Yeah, and I think the the it's such a it's a beautiful account. Um, I think the order of it is also so interesting that he he speaks of her identity and then he heals her. Yeah, right. And so I think in this. A lot of this gender um, confusion, this debate over gender, I think there's at the root a lot of people looking for healing. Yeah. A wound, um, you know, a lifetime of feeling they didn't fit in. Yeah. That's all very legit. Absolutely. That, you know, we in no way want to dismiss that. That's a, those are needs. Mm-hmm. And I have great compassion for that. Absolutely. But unfortunately, what so many people with those needs do is they chase the healing mm-hmm. in in their own making, yeah, right? right. In, their, in their own hands. They think, well, if I just do this, I'll be fixed. Right. When, you know, Jesus shows us that, no, no, come to me and let me tell you who you are. Yeah. And then let me fix you. Yeah. And he's he is compassionate. Oh, absolutely. You know, like that, there's... There's great compassion in that. And so, you know, it just grieves my heart that so many um, people who are chasing this in one direction or another are often doing so in order to fill this void or to to heal this broken part of them. Mm -hmm. And that is a common human experience, right? Feeling less than or feeling like I don't fit in in this particular group. And yet, the answer is not in our minds, mm-hmm. in in our um, systems, yeah. in our answers, yeah. in a refusal to submit to the one who created us. Yeah. The answer lies with him, yeah. because he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, that's right. And he did create each and every one of us with dignity and worth, right? And after his image we bear his image mm-hmm. which immediately inherently gives us worth yeah and so um you know i think I, I love that story because i think that that gives us a a talking point yeah you know we talked about this is touching down in so many families and so we also have great compassion for you if you are experiencing this in your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or your sphere or you know your child is dealing with this at school or whatever, the answer is not, um, you know, that we just, I don't think, um, exclude those people yeah. and protect, you know, ourselves from their messiness, Yeah. right? Like often it's through love, it's through patience, mm-hmm. and it's through a commitment to um, 
just a consistent dripping of truth into right. their life. Right. That turns the tide. Turns the tide for them. Mm-hmm. And we don't, you know, we can't control. On the, we're not. It's not a guarantee. It's not a formula. Right. Um, but that's a. I think we see a, just a great picture here of how Jesus modeled mm-hmm. um, seeing the the unseen. Yeah. And how he spoke to their greatest need first, and then he gave them, you know, what they what they needed. That's right. Um, and so. You know, this is a hard... Yeah. Identity precedes activity. Yes. And he gave her identity first. Yes. Right? And then you can go in peace. Yeah. Right? I think so much of what we do in our world is we think our activity yep. creates our identity. Yep. Right? Or my feelings, right, create my identity. Yep. And it's like, no, no, no. Jesus flips on the head. Let me tell you who you are. Yep. I'm going to give you an identity. And that will inform your activity. Yep. Because when people say, I'm a homosexual or I'm a transgender, they're making an identity statement. Yeah. And here we have an identity statement delivered to this woman, daughter. Yep. And that is, think about how freeing that was for her. Yeah. How liberating that was. Because she had already gone to the world. Yeah. Yeah, and they didn't. And they couldn't fix her. They couldn't. They couldn't get a cure. Give her an answer. Yep. Couldn't give her an answer. We don't know how to. We don't know how to fix this. Mm-hmm. And so you can. Not only was she destitute when it comes to money and financials that she had just gotten rid of everything to try to find a cure, right? Um, but then you can imagine how probably distressed or depressed she got all the more when every time she went to a different person to try to find a cure and it didn't work. Yeah. Until she came to Christ. Yeah. And that is the story of many, many people also that, um, you know, have come out of the transgender movement or whatever, that they, their community told them, well, this is what you have to do. These mm-hmm. are the steps of transitioning. And, and they went down yeah. that road. Right. And or you found, just need to be educated. You need more learning. You need yeah. to do this. And, and then you'll come to a place where, yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. And then for a lot of them, they found that, they did those things, and it still didn't fix mm-hmm. the brokenness inside. That's right. Still didn't ultimately change who they were. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, it's it's not an easy topic, um, but I think you know we have to we have to get a little bit more uh, versed in scripture. Yeah. And grounded mm-hmm. as we try to navigate these things in our world. Yeah. Um, because it's it's really not more um, conversation skills that we need, or well, maybe <laughs> maybe if you're too harsh, you might need <laughs> to know how to deliver a gentle word. But what I'm saying is, what we are always going to need more of is just the truth. Mm-hmm. We want to deal in truth yeah. because truth sets us free. Yeah, and um, lies tr- will always dealers. yeah lies <laughs> will always entangle, and ultimately that is not helpful to yeah. somebody. And sometimes we can deliver what we think is help by just staying quiet. Yeah. And and ultimately it it isn't helpful Mm-mm. because it's just going along with a lie. Yeah. that they need to be set free from. Yeah. And so um that you know I I hope our heart comes through in this we're we're not experts in this but um you know we are finding ourselves in situations too where we are wanting to counsel our own kids, we're wanting to make sure that we're truthful to what God has said. Um, that we're looking to him to define the very 
institutions and um, parts of his creation that right. he indeed yeah. designed. Therefore, he gets to define. That's right. Um, and so we're taking our kids back to what did God say um, and and showing them, I hope, that because he said it, we can stand on it mm-hmm. and we can trust him. Yeah. And it, and it may, we may indeed be scorned by mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. um, because it's, it is radically countercultural. That's right. But, but better to be, um, you know, standing for Christ and hated by the world mm-hmm. than to be loved and embraced by the world and to have Christ say, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Um, and so it's a heavy pot- it, <laughs> podcast topic today. Um, but I hope it's helpful because we're, we're with you in this. We understand these are not easy days to, to live in. These are not easy days to find our footing, to raise our families. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't shrink back. No. Or drift away. And we got to become anchored mm-hmm. in the truth mm-hmm. and let that be the thing that informs our feelings instead of our feelings informing what we think is true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as we wrap up here, maybe why don't we, Trav, would you pray for our listeners and, and maybe even in particular just those who are, are reeling from this very confusion yeah. um, in their homes and their families and just trying to trying to, to share Christ, trying to share truth mm-hmm. in a way that uh, is winsome and loving. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just pray for us? Yeah. Lord, thank you for this podcast, and I hope it's been an encouragement to so many who may be listening. And Father, we know that this is a real sensitive subject. I know this could be potentially very hard for some families. And so we pray that we would be truth dealers, but we would do it in such a loving, gracious, and compassionate way that the example of Christ that set forth how he dealt with grace and truth when it came to the people he ministered to, knowing exactly what they needed, and he delivered it in such a way that they felt loved. Um, and yet you didn't let them pass with you know living out the lies, because you know and knew how destructive that would be. So thank you for the example set forth with Christ. Help us to be grounded in the truth that we would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ and help us be considerate with the hurt and the pain that people are going through. Help us to be compassionate for them and to sit with them and listen and and to be able to um, sympathize and to show them uh, the love of Christ as well as share the love of Christ. So thank you for so many out there. And I pray, Father, that this is an encouragement to, to many and maybe it's given them hope. Maybe it's given them uh, something that they can they can really um, ground their life in, in knowing that it will hold, because Christ will uphold them. So thank you for tonight, and thank you for this podcast. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Well, friends, thanks for listening today. We're we missed you. We're glad to be back, and we hope to have a few more episodes here in the coming weeks. So. We hope that you are blessed, and we look forward to next time. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. Um, I know we mention it every week, but we really do appreciate that anyone would take the time to tune in and spend a little bit of their time and week with us. Um, As Travis and Stephanie both mentioned, this week was uh, maybe what could feel like a weightier or heavier topic, Um, but we hope that you are encouraged 
and able to even pull out kind of some practical, like, what does this look like for me as I think about things, pray about things? Um, and they specifically talked about this whole idea of what does God say? What does the Bible say about gender? Um, and the fact that he created male and female, but I feel like some of the concepts and the things that Travis and Stephanie went over can really be applied to any number of situations and topics, especially if we feel like we are being bombarded with all kinds of information and versions of things and thoughts about things to begin to develop the habit of saying, does God say something about it? And if he does, what is it? Um, And learning to dig into truth and find out what the scripture has to say and really taking that in. Um, And then as you think through in your own family, in your own home, Stephanie uses the phrase often dripping truth. So not in a legalistic or harsh way, but to have that attitude in your own heart and life, am I going to God and finding out what is it that he has to say about this? Not a news source, not Google, not my best friend or not my own feelings. Do I know what the Bible says? And in knowing what the Bible says, do I have a heart for others to also know the truth? Am I speaking truth well to my own heart when I need to be reminded of things, when my emotions are running away from me or my thoughts are getting out of control? And do I speak truth in a kind and gracious way, um, but stick to this is what truth is um, with those that God has placed in my life? So if nothing else, um, hopefully you were able to pull out that piece um, of this week. So again, we understand that this could be maybe a harder or heavier topic, um, but even in the midst of that, sometimes it's good to work through hard and heavy things, um, as well as, like I said, to maybe to put on that lens of, okay, so what are the things that I can glean from this, learn from this? What were the challenging parts? Um, so use that, you know, take, use that filter, take what you feel like God is teaching you, challenging you with, and leave leave what you need. Um, and please know we're always available. So you can find us Instagram and Facebook. It's Grace Church Family Ministries. Go to grace.church. Uh, you can find our email address. So you're always welcome to reach out, leave comments, send us direct messages. We're here for you. So the goal is never to publish episodes and then be unavailable. Um, we're here to talk and to respond. We're here to pray for you. So please let us know how we can do that. And if you do find this podcast, this episode at all encouraging, um, please share it. And there's all the all the different little things. Leave a review, um, comment, like on a post, follow us on uh, different podcast platforms as well as our social media platforms. All of those things help to just continue to get the word out and share what we hope is encouragement and gospel truth. And so thank you again for your time today and we will see you soon.